Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Last week, we had a privilege of celebrating Easter together, and what a powerful time it was. Amen? Uh, and, uh, you know, we truly live, uh, you know, because of Jesus. You know, all of us who know Jesus, we live, uh, we can do everything that we can do, not because of our own strength, but because of God and because of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us because of what Jesus did on the cross. And, uh, you know, last week we talked about, you know, uh, uh, not only having Resurrection Sunday that once a year, uh, but to live out resurrection power every day. Amen? Uh, to start seeing our lives and start seeing even the issues that we struggle with, not just with our own uh, eyes, but to, go, to see them through the work on the cross, to see them based on what Jesus has already accomplished. Amen? And know Jesus, you know, emptied the tomb so that we can be filled with His Spirit. Amen? You know, Jesus unleashed His truth upon the world so that with His truth, we can tear down the lies uh, in our world today. And not only that, Jesus transforms us so that we can now be part of the solution, part of the, his, his transformation team, bringing change uh, into our world. Amen? You know, and, and, and today, I want to continue uh, in that vein, uh, uh, and, and I want to help us today, church, everyone here, whether you know Jesus or you don't know Jesus, you know, I, I want you to, to love Jesus more, but especially for us who know Jesus, I want to help us to, to start living victoriously for Jesus. You know, how we know that just because we have been filled by God, just because we are in God's presence, doesn't mean that we don't struggle doesn't mean that we don't get tempted. No, Adam and Eve were in the garden, in the very presence of God, and yet they were tempted. So temptation is real. Struggle is real. And just because Jesus you know, washed away our sins and, and filled us with His Spirit doesn't mean that now when we walk through our time on earth that there is no trouble. It doesn't mean that there are no testings. It doesn't mean there's no temptation. There will come situations like that. And, and there will be times where God enables us to pass the test and then there will be times in our weakness that we fail and give in to temptation. But I want you to know, good news, friends, that, that because of Jesus, we can pick ourselves up again. You know, the example I always like to use is, is you know, this is a science fiction example, but let's use our sanctified imagination. You know, one of my favorite X-Men characters is the Wolverine. Wolverine, you know, played by Hugh Jackman, you know, you know, anyway. So, so Wolverine, and one of the cool things about Wolverine is not just because he's got claws, even though that's pretty cool, but it's because he's got what in, in the science fiction, the comic booky term, they call it healing factor. And if you watch any of the X-Men movies, you will know that, you know, he gets hurt. People stab him, people shoot him, and he might, he might you know, faint for a while, but after a while, his body starts healing. And then, and then the, the bullet that, you know, was shot at him starts to pop out again, you know. Uh, the, 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 the knife slashes, you know, he can regrow back his skin again. His bleeding will stop. Uh, and, and that's the healing factor. And how many know that as Christians, we also have a healing factor? Not in that physical sense, so don't, don't go around trying to, you know, stab each other, you know. No, no, no. No, love your enemies, not stab your enemies, amen. Uh, but we have a spiritual healing factor, you know, uh, uh, if you 
um, if you want a more theological term, it's called regeneration. The Holy Spirit fills us, and now we start regenerating. We, we, we now have the ability not to just get stuck in sin, but, but even now when we do sin, the Holy Spirit convicts us. Have you been there before? You know, where, where in your moment of weakness, you do something that you know it's, it's not right, and, and nobody, your mom don't know, your friends don't know, your boss don't know, uh, you manage to fool everyone except God, and then suddenly you find that your, your heart is grieved. And you find that even though nobody is there, is there to nag you, you feel a nagging sensation. It's the Holy Spirit. And good news when that happens, it means that you're not lost. It means that, 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 that God is still in you. God is still wrestling with you. And God is still regenerating you. You can still, you know, you might have been slashed by temptation. You might be shot with the fiery darts of the enemy. But because of the Holy Spirit, oh, He gives us the ability to be convicted and to stand and rise again. Amen? And so, if you're taking down notes, why don't you write down the title of today's message? It's called Healing Factor. Healing Factor. And I want us to... To, to, to learn to partner with God. Uh, Holy Spirit is already filling us. The moment you become a Christian, you're filled with His Spirit. Amen. And not only that, the Holy Spirit is working. And today, I want us to, to learn to work with the Spirit. Amen. So that you can be more healed, more delivered, more set free. Amen. And so, why don't we turn to some scripture? Don't just take my word for it. Amen. Uh, let's turn to 1 John chapter 1, and we're going to read from verse 5 to verse 10. And then I want you to keep your finger on the chapter because then we're going to continue reading 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 to 6. Amen? Amen. Praise God. As you turn there, I'm just going to read something to you. Healing factor. God is always working to heal us from the damage of sin. Amen? Both the sins of our past. How many know that sometimes of our broken nature, we carry a lot of baggage from our past, a lot of addiction that, that still tries to cling on to us. We're still haunted by the bad decisions, but praise God, God wants to heal us, both from the sins of our past and also our present decisions. Amen? And so we're going to read on, and then you're going to find, you know, uh, the Bible giving us uh, uh, some, some ways, some methods, uh, some principles in which we can continue to partner with God in a stronger way, in a more natural way, uh, so that we can continue to live victoriously for Him. Amen? Who wants to live victoriously for Jesus? Amen? Praise God. So let's read 1 John uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 5 to 10. This is the message which we have heard from Him, Jesus. And we declare to you that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, but walk in darkness, we're lying. We lie and, and we do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Everybody say fellowship. fellowship. We'll come back to this later. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Praise God. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Say confess. 
We'll come back to that. And verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I love how honest the Bible is. Sometimes we focus on verse 9. Wow, if you confess our sins, he is faithful and just. And, and amen, he is faithful and just. But verse 8, if we say that we have no sin, present tense. And then in verse 10, if we say that we have not sinned. And so the Bible is here saying that, hey, Jesus has set you free. And, 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 and now you have a new life. But just because of a new life doesn't mean you, it doesn't come with its challenges. And, and, and in this present age, not only do you have your sins of the past to deal with, but every now and then, like, like a pig, uh, we find the mud sometimes too tempting. And we want to rush back and start rolling in the mud again. And, 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 and so I love that in between both our present sin and our past sin, the Bible, or the biblical authors are so divinely inspired to insert the truth that if we confess our sins, there is forgiveness. Amen? So whether you are currently struggling or used to struggle and are now living in shame, hey, Jesus is and will always be the solution. Praise God. Amen? And, and then let, let's read on. Uh, chapter 2. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Amen? So it talks about preventive. Don't, so, that, so that you know you don't continue in this. And if anyone sins, so encouraging, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. How many of you who study law, you understand this term, advocate, advocate and solicitor. Advocate means that somebody represents you, stands, you know, defends you. And so we have, you know, not just the best lawyer, we have Jesus, yeah. amen, who stands before the Father saying that, hey, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And He Himself is the propitiation, I had to Google how to pronounce it, so that, you know, my parents know that they didn't send me to law school in vain. Propitiation, which means that he is the, the, the atonement. He is the, he is the perfect sacrifice. Amen. Why can he stand? Because he himself is the perfect sacrifice. He himself paid for our problem, for our mistake, for our sin. He gave his life for our lives, for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world. Amen. You know, when Jesus finished that work on the cross, it is finished. The whole world's problem, we, he, he covered it all, amen, by His precious blood. Now by this, we know that we know Him. If we keep His commandments. Everybody say commandments. He who says, I know Him, and does not keep His commandments, is a liar. And the truth is not in Him. But whoever keeps His word, truly the love of God is perfected in Him. How do we become more perfect? How do we become more uh, healed? How do we become more set free? How do we become more regenerated when we continue to keep His commands, when we continue to abide in His truth? Because it is only in keeping His Word that the love of God begins to be perfected. Amen? And we begin to love God so much that we don't love our past anymore, that we don't love the things of this world anymore. Amen? By this, we know that we are in Him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walks. Amen. And so here, I want to give us three points that will help us to work in tandem with the Holy Spirit. The first point is community. In verse 7, it says that we have fellowship with each other. If we are in the light 
and we follow him, then we have fellowship with each other, community, friends. You need community. And I'm not just talking about a group of friends. I'm talking about church. You need a spiritual community. You need not just friends that will agree with you, but you need friends that love you too much to see you stay stuck. Amen. You know, and so friends, don't, don't hate it the next time you go to homes. You know, when, when, when the sharing gets a little bit painful and, and maybe it, it rubs you the wrong way. Hey, friends, it's not you that's being rubbed the wrong way. It's your flesh that's being rubbed the wrong way. Amen? So begin to say, come on, I need, you know, if you're, if you're not. And maybe, friends, the reason why you keep falling back into your old habits is because you haven't learned to embrace God's community for your life. Amen? We know, not necessarily from, from the Bible, but even by watching National Geographic or any animal documentary, Animal Planet, you name it, you always see that it's always that one little, you know, uh, animal, that little gazelle that wanders a bit too far off, the little zebra that wanders a little bit too far off, that always gets eaten up. That's why you always say, and the lone zebra wanders off away from the pack. Little does she know a lion is waiting. You know, and then it's it, right? Or, or the little, you know, I know, uh, uh, I know it could be even be an elephant that, that strayed a bit too far and then a pack of hyenas come over. So friends, amen, God created us to be in community. God created us to be in family, specifically His family, amen? And so don't compromise that, amen? The, one of the keys to living victoriously for Jesus is to be in a community. There is strength in numbers, not just for the animals, but for us, amen, as God's created beings. The second thing you got to know and embrace is confession, confession. Verse 9, just now we studied, you know, if you sin, if you fall short, confess. Don't run away. Don't run to hide. Amen? Confess. And God is not going to be angry. God is not going to punish you. He's faithful and just. And He will not only forgive you, but He will cleanse your soul. And so friends, don't buy into the lie of the enemy that says that, oh man, you, you are most disgusting. Oh, how can you do this? You know, there is one person who will never judge you. And that's Jesus. And that's Jesus. If He on the cross can, can say, Father, forgive them, them who, the very ones that mocked Him and crucified Him, they are, they are, forgive them for they know not what they do. How can we ever buy into the lie that Jesus hates you? Amen? So, come on. The next time you fall, don't sit in your sin. Don't sit in your shame. Come on, confess. That's how you, you, your healing factor gets activated, by the confession of your faith in Jesus. Amen? Confess your, your sins and say, God, I'm so weak in this area. Help me, Lord. Help me. And then we remember, the Bible also says, ask and you shall receive. If you ask for help, God will help. Amen? And point number three, commandment. Commandment. His word. You know, so many times, um, over the years, uh, uh, you know, working with, with, you know, just in my own life, working in my own life, working on my own stuff, and having the privilege to later be, be walking through life with, with, with different ones, um, I, I get asked a lot of times um, that, hey, hey, Pastor, hey, Dave, uh, man, I, I, I know God loves me, but, but I've got issues in my life. I have 
sin in my life. I have addictions in my life. I, I know that these things don't please God. I know that I don't want to do them. I know, but I cannot help, but, but I, I feel it pull me back. And, and, and is there hope for me? Can, can I break free? Or sometimes they share, you know, Pastor, I'm, I'm addicted to, to pornography. And, and, and I know I shouldn't be doing this, but, but I, I, I fall in and, and, I, and, and I know God forgives me, but, but I keep falling in and I, and I try resisting. I even try downloading, you know, a firewall programs, but, but sometimes the flesh is, is, is too strong, you know. I can even teach you how to override. You know, you teach you how to download a VPN. So instead, we're back to square zero again. And, and, and it eats the person up inside. And I'm saying this not to shame anyone. I'm saying this not to condemn anyone. I'm saying this because as a person who, who also at one time have, have struggled with this addiction, I know how, how scary, how lonely, how, how miserable that existence is. And, and you, you tried, you know, using your own strength. And, and it wasn't until I began to understand that, hey, the... My strength is not found in my resisting, it's found in the Word of God. And the Lord began to teach me in, in a way that, because I'm a simple person, so He teaches me in ways I understand. He says that it's like your computer. You know, when you have storage uh, and you delete files, you don't really delete the files until the, the, the memory gets overwritten. Okay, if you study computer science, don't come at me. I'm, this is just what the Holy Spirit used to help me understand. And God is essentially saying that, you know, sometimes you're struggling, let's say, with, with last two thoughts. And, and because of the sins of your past, your brain has built up a memory bank of last two images. And, and, and in a moment of pressure and weakness and insecurity, these thoughts, these images come flashing and then you get tempted. You don't even need to be tempted by the things you see. You get tempted in your own mind. What a, what a wretched existence. And God says that the way to overcome is to get into my words and to, to cover, to write over those old memories with a new memory, with the memory of His Word, with the hope of His promises, with the love of Jesus. And maybe this doesn't just apply to, to just pornography. Maybe other people here, you know, so I don't, I don't want to stick too long on one particular thing because I, I'm not here to condemn people. I'm, I just want to talk about it so that all of us can be set free. Or maybe you struggle with a poor self-image, a self-esteem issue. And, and, you know, you are bombarded with the lies that says that you're not pretty enough. You're too thin. Or you're not fat enough. Your legs are too short. Your legs are too long. Your tie gap is no gap. Your tag gap is too much gap. Your butt is whatever two triangle, <laughs> no, your butt needs to be more square because that's the in, you know, and, and then you think that, oh, no, I, every day you look in the mirror, you feel condemned. And then you think that, oh, I'm so stressful, let me just try to escape. And then you go on Instagram and you scroll and it, and it hurts you even more. You walk around and the advertising, sometimes I go shopping with my wife and my wife will say, wow, isn't that dress really nice? Do you think I look good in it? And sometimes, you know, when you're married, the Lord has to give you discernment to speak the truth. And I go like, the truth is, um, no, because I think He's not against you, dear. 
you know, you need discernment. So you don't just, you know, you don't just like, <laughs> you go like, oh no, it's, I think, I think it's, it's not you. I think it's the fashion industry. The, the only, only the mannequin will look good with that dress. Because the mannequin is skinny. And so to look good in that dress, you've got to be as thin as the mannequin. Or worse, you've got to have no arms like a mannequin. <laughs> you know, notice how, how the mannequin's got no arms? <laughs> and then you go, girls go shopping, say, oh, so nice! And you put on the dress, you go, oh, how come it's not nice? Because you've got arms. <laughs> and arms are from the Lord. And, and, and do you see, you've got all these things. So, so how do you, do you just go and chase the new fashion trend? No, you, you, you go to the Word of God that tells you your true worth. That, that you're not worth, that your beauty is not found in, in your hairstyle or your body shape. And regardless of your body shape, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And don't let the lie of the enemy, don't let the lie of the magazine or any industry tell you otherwise. Amen? Don't go with the world's beauty standard. Go with God's beauty standard. That is not just on the outside, but on the inside. And, and so how do you overcome your eating disorder? How do you overcome your, 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 your poor self-image if you struggle with that? Not just with therapy, not with medication, but with the Word of God. Because you see, if we only confess, 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 then we have a very weak faith. But if we combine our confession with God's commandment, then we have a powerful faith, powerful to overcome. And so friends, I don't want us just to be Christians that, that just run from altar call to altar call, from youth camp to youth camp. Okay, none of you are youths, I mean, some are. And from, from conferences to conferences, you know what I'm saying? Don't just have the emotional response, but overcome. And how do you overcome? Not just with more music, but you overcome with His Word. It is in His Word that we know our true worth. And God's Word is living and powerful and it changes. And so I started to not just resist temptation, but I started to fill my life. Amen? Sometimes, you know, the key to victory is not so much in not walking down the path of sin, but it's walking into the path of righteousness. You know, walking in the Spirit, walking, desiring the things of God, filling ourselves with His Word, filling ourselves with a, with a new appetite, with a new craving. Amen? Because again, if we only have community, then we only have religion. We just go for meetings. No power. If we only have confession, we can be very authentic with the Lord, but there's no breakthrough. There's no testimony. But if we only have the Word, the commandments, and we can become self-righteous. Jesus said, be careful. The Pharisees, the way they go to the temple to pray is say, oh God, I thank you that I'm not like other people. And because the truth is this, if we say that we've got no sin, we lie. And, and, and so we need all three. We need both community to keep us honest. We need both confession to keep us humble. And we need God's command to help us live fruitful and victoriously. Amen? And so I want to, I know it sounds like I already gave you three points, but bear with me today, you're in for a treat. I got three more points for you. So uh, I want to kind of like help us to understand commandment a little bit more because you know, I think community, we know it, we experience it daily. Come, you know, we'll, we'll, come, amen. 
I think confession, all of us are familiar. I don't need to tell you how to confess to the Lord. Just be honest. Amen. The Lord hears you. Uh, but the struggle, even in my own walk sometimes, is in, in loving God's command. And God's command is found in His Word. There's no other way. And, and we got we to gotta stop telling ourselves that God's Word is boring. We got to stop buying into the lie that the Word of God is inaccessible. Friends, some of you study physics. If you can understand thermodynamics, you can understand the Word of God. Some of you study music. And I told the musicians before, I'm like, all those thingies, those are like tongues. That's a whole different language. When you study music, you're not just studying the arts, you're studying language, which kind of is the arts. But anyway, so, you know, it, it's complex. You, you, you know, those who study law, hey, if you, can, if, you can, if you can pass land law, you can study Deuteronomy, okay? So just, just, just putting out there. Some of you medical school, you know how the whole body works. How can you not know what Jesus is saying, yeah? So, so, so come on, friends. If, if, if you, again, you know, I, I'm running out of time, but, but you know, if you can understand how the world works, some of you deal with crypto, if you understand how blockchain and all that work, come on, friends, you know, come on. If, if you study accounting, finance, numbers should be your favorite book. Anyway, so, <laughs> keeping his word, therefore, um, is also a discipline. It is also a lifelong habit. And so, as I'm sharing this, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm saying that I'm being perfected. Um, but let me just very quickly, you know, give you a place to start. Start. If, 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 if you haven't had a habit of, of reading God's Word, don't start in Genesis. <laughs> start with Jesus. And just for example today, why don't we, just for exercise, let's turn to the Sermon on the Mount. I alluded to this in my uh, sermon last week, but Sermon on the Mount, the whole Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 7 uh, is the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus' teaching that's, you know, it's just perfect, beautiful. Uh, let's just read a little bit of the Sermon on the Mount and let me just help us to enjoy. Is that okay? So let's turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 to 16. Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 to 16. We're going to just read it in the NIV first. Right? And that's another thing. Use different, you know, I know sometimes I preach for the NKJV, but, but use whichever uh, a version of the Bible, uh, whichever language or, or, or English level that you're comfortable with because it's, it's, it's about understanding and applying. Amen? Uh, it's about the spirit of the law, not the letter of the law. Amen? And we praise God for the gift of language. Amen? In fact, just yesterday, I was talking to uh, uh, one of our church members in Ex-Bristol, and I was talking about using different translations and, and just sitting in God's Word, enjoying it. And he said that, oh, Pastor, is so true. You know, he says that I, I do my quiet time both with the English Bible and, and also with the Mandarin Bible. And he told me that sometimes it helps so much because some, some words are so complex that I don't understand it in English. But then it, it hits home in, in, in Mandarin, a language that he speaks in a different way. So he's talking about covenant. He says, so I see covenant. I'm like, what is that? Covenant. But it turns to the, the Chinese uh, Bible and, and, and covenant means that it's xie yue. Or in other words, it's, it's an agreement in blood. It, it, it is an agreement that requires a sacrifice of blood. And he says that when I saw that, I understood because then it, it also telegraphs the, the, the cross because it was Jesus and His blood that set us free. And I go like, brother, you're on the right track. 
You're on the right track. So use it. Amen? Uh, we'll have a Bible read. But let's read. Okay, I'm getting too excited. But, but here we go. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside, sat down, and disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Amen? Blessed are the meek. Meek are not weak. Meek just means people who, you know, submit their strength, who have self-control. Amen? for they will inherit the earth. You know how the, the world likes to tell you, nice guys finish last. Don't be nice. Be cutthroat. Dog eat dog wool. But the Bible says opposite. Be meek. And God will not cause you to lose out. You will inherit. You will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Amen. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And all the merciful people in church say, okay, not that many. I pray that you will grow more merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. Wow. In the world that we live in today, so much temptation, sexual temptation, uh, a monetary temptation. No matter what level of life, we're always tested and tempted in three areas. Areas of our self-control, areas of money, and area of power. And, and, and it's so hard to be pure. Amen. But the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Amen. Don't you want to see God? See Him move in your life? Be pure of heart. Amen. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. Praise God. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. The town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light the lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on the stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen? Now, why do we go out? to love the community. Why do we go out and feed the homeless? You know, it's to love. It's to show them God's love so that maybe the Spirit will work in them that as they see the kindness and the love of Christ that we show to them, that they will begin to open up to God and begin to praise God in heaven. Every time I help when we do our street outreach and we help some the people that are down and out, all that they can say is, oh, thank you so much. Oh, God bless you. God bless you. Hey friends, that's not just them saying nice. I believe that God's doing something in their hearts because it's a fulfillment of Scripture. When they see your good deeds, when they see your help, they glorify God in heaven. Amen? So, so don't be discouraged. Keep loving your neighbour. Amen? Now, just even reading that, some of us are already blessed. And so when you read God's Word, you know, don't just read it, rush through, but, but take your time. Soak in it. Meditate on it. Ask yourself, how do I apply this today? I'll give us one very quick example that recently I heard from, uh, uh, you know, um, Andrew and Denise, uh, one of the married couples in our church in Bristol, uh, and it really blessed me. You know, Andrew and Denise, some of you who might know them, uh, they have a kid, Christine, uh, baby Christine. So baby Christine is like the first baby in Exchurch UK, and uh, very precious to, to everyone, especially our church in Bristol. Um, and um, recently they, they shared with us, we were talking, and they go like, yeah, I know... Um, they said that, yeah, we, were, we are reminded. I don't know how the topic went that way, but, but I remember Andrew saying, um, yeah, we're reminded that we're meant to be salt and light. 
And so, yeah, we're the only married couple in Bristol. And we're the only couple with a kid in our extended church family. And so they said that, yeah, you know, there are times where family tell us maybe it's time for us to move on. Now that you're more established, it's time to move on to another church. Now that you have kids, it's time to move on because nobody in this church can help you. Do you know sometimes the tests and temptations don't come from non-believers but even from believers who, who don't see the good thing that God is doing in your life. Have you been there before? <laughs> you know, you know the, 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 it's strange. You're, 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 you're growing in your faith and then your parents who are believers call you and go like, exam's coming, you shouldn't go to church. And then they call you out of the blue. Where are you right now? Uh, church? Why are you in church? Don't you know there's a pandemic happening? And it feels strange because they never call you when you go clubbing. Anyway, um, you know, and so they go like, yeah, sometimes challenges will come, but we're reminded, hey, we're meant to be sought in line. They say that if we just go to another church, we'll just be another Christian couple with joining another church to benefit from their children's ministry. But if we stay here in a church that's majority young, uh, we get to role model indirectly and directly what a Christian family looks like. So that maybe one day when they grow up and have their families, they will desire to serve the Lord together and not just view church as a place for what's in it for me. Do you have the right ministry for me? But see it as a place for them to give. Well, when they say that, I'm like, when, would you like to preach? And <laughs> you know, it blesses me. Do you know how we can be a blessing? When we read God's Word and we live it out. Amen? But some of you might be looking at this and go like, wow, I'm already blessed and, and I'm already applying and yeah, God, I, I want to be a, not a giver, not a taker. But you know what can bring our love for God's Word even more is when we begin to read different versions of it. So we're going to read the same thing again. But this time on a different version. And in case you've never heard of this version, it's called The Message. It's a, it's a paraphrased version. Uh, so it's, it's good uh, uh, it, to accompany like, like a more traditional you know, version because you know, some people... not Anyway, um, we'll read, right? So bottom line is this. You know, read God's Word. Don't just read it once. Don't just see God's Word as, you know, today we're so blessed with apps. And sometimes apps can be a blessing. Oh, God's Word at my fingertip but it can also rob the joy because it becomes just, oh, I'm just going to tick the box. Oh, I finish, I finish, I finish. You know? So don't, don't, don't tick the box of God's commandment. Live it, let it speak to you. Take your time to soak in with it. Friends, you've got time. You, know? you just need to cut down some time from scrolling. You need to cut down some time from YouTube. You need to cut down some time from sleeping and you have time to at least read the same passage in two different versions. Okay? And so let's read this. And, and, and hopefully this, you know, if you like this, hopefully this helps you with your walk with Jesus. Uh, but, it, but I like this because it, it brings it to life. Let's read. When Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed the hillside and those who were apprenticed to him, wow, if you're a follower of Jesus, you're an apprentice of Jesus. Wow. The committed climbed with him. Arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught his climbing companions. Wow. I mean, no, you can't fall asleep reading this version, right? This is what he said. You are blessed when you are at the end of your rope. 
And then you go like, oh, so punny there. Climbing, rope, get it? Anyway, with less of you, there's more of God and His rule. Wow. You are blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. We've been, we've been there, haven't we? Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. In other words, if you mourn, God mourns with you. Amen. You are blessed when you're content in this very competitive dog-eat-dog world. We need to learn to be content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. Wow. You can't buy confidence. You can't buy the knowledge that you're loved by God. Amen? Don't strive, but rest in Jesus. You are blessed when you've worked up a good appetite for God. His food and drink in the best meal you'll ever eat. Forget Wagyu beef. Forget fatty tuna, otoro, chutoro, for, you know, whatever that floats your boat. No, 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 no. All of that cannot compare with God. You're blessed when you care. At the moment of being careful, you find yourselves cared for. Wow. You're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right. Then you can see God in the outside world. So you don't just go with, oh God, help me to be pure. No, it's about, it's about being consistent. It's not just about being you know, moral. It's about being consistent. Let your inside world reflect, your, reflect God's world. And then you begin to see, begin to see the world no longer with flashing images of your past, of temptation, but now you begin to see God. Amen? You are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are in your place in God's family. Blessed are the peacemakers, in other words. You're blessed when your commitment to God provokes persecution. The persecution drives you even deeper into God's kingdom. Not only that, count yourselves blessed every time people put you down or throw you out or speak lies about you to discredit you. Have you been there before? Where you feel like your faith, your, your family's persecuting your faith, your, your housemates are making fun of your faith, making fun of your prayer, making fun of your fasting. No, count yourself blessed. What it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. So when your friends persecute you, praise God, you're living for Jesus. Amen? Because if you're not living differently, why would they persecute you? They invite you to their parties. But when they stop inviting you to your parties, when you think you're too cool, you know, to be approached, no, 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 you're in good company. Amen? And it says there, let's, let's read on and then, and then we'll, we'll, I'll give you three more points and then we'll wrap up. Uh, uh, um, what it means is that no, the truth is too close for comfort and they are uncomfortable. You can be glad when that happens. Give a cheer even. For though they don't like it, I do, says Jesus. And all heaven applauds. And know that you are in good company. My prophets and witnesses have always gotten into this kind of trouble. Wow. Let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. You lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. Amen? We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. 
Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. See, the Word of God is not just ones and zeros. It's not just a checklist. It's not, no, no, it's meant, it's, it's like perfume. It should cover us and soak us in. Amen? And, and so, this is just me saying that, hey, don't just have community. Don't just confess. But begin to arm yourself. Begin to fill yourself. Begin to feed yourself with God's Word. And then you will find testimony after testimony, breakthrough. You'll find a new appetite within you. No longer will you crave sin. You will crave righteousness. Amen? So, let's understand this, okay? So, three more points and then I'll close for today. Thank you for your patience. <laughs> you know, you get bonus. How do we approach this then? Additional point. We need to approach it honestly. Honestly. When you come together for church, let's learn to be honest with each other. Amen? When you confess, be honest. Confess your sins honestly. God, I've sinned. God, I've rebelled against you. God, I've turned my back. Get honest. You know, don't, don't, don't try to hide. Don't try to justify. Confession is not you justifying your mistakes. It's about you confessing. Amen. And, and, and approach God's Word with honesty. Reflect on it. And if the Word of God convicts you, take responsibility. Don't just read and go like, hey, you know, forgive your enemies. Love your enemies. And suddenly the Holy Spirit prompts and go like, yeah, you've got somebody that you still hate. Don't just go like, yeah, sure, next line. No, 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 take responsibility. Amen? Respond to the Word. All right? So respond honestly to God's community, honestly in your confession, and honestly, deal honestly with His Word. Amen? It's the truth that will set you free. So deal with it truthfully. Number two, humbly. When you gather together in community, don't just be a consumer. Be a humble contributor. Appreciate the people that are serving. Amen? I was just talking to one of our ushers today, Julia, and I was saying, oh, thank God for Julia who serves. And I was just talking to her and say, oh, you know, and she mentioned to me, like, oh, I'm a very shy person. So I said, oh, so for you, serving as an usher must be so out of your comfort zone. Say, yeah. <laughs> so next time when you see Julia, don't just go like, how come Julia's not smiling? Gosh, guys, just her standing there is going like, I'm just being obedient. <laughs> say thank you. When, when, the, when the espresso team bakes, don't just go, oh, so good, the food. Say, thank you. And then bring something to the table next time, okay? Amen. You know, don't, don't, in the worship team, if they blessed you, say thank you. Amen. And, and, and for homes, just, you know, every, every level. Amen. Deal with each other, you know, as humble servants of the Lord. Amen. Confess humbly and humbly ask God for forgiveness. Amen? Confession is not just about, you know, God, I feel so bad. I feel so sorry. It's about asking God, please forgive me. God, I, I, I am weak. God, I, I cannot resist. I know your word says resist and, and the enemy will flee, but God, I, I have trouble resisting. Humbly ask God for grace. Humbly ask God for mercy. Humbly ask God for forgiveness. And when you read God's commandment, don't be self-righteous about it, but, but, you know, read it and humbly go like, this is me. This, this, is, this is about me. 
Don't go and go like, oh, there's nothing to do with me. No, no, no. That's, oh God, help me. Help me to humbly live it out. God, I cannot live it out with my own strength. I need your strength. Help me to live it out. Amen? It's not a, the Bible is not a moral rule book for you to impose your values upon other people. It's for you to be transformed. And through your transformation, God begins to transform others. Amen? And do it happily. Happily. No, David said in one of the Psalms, you know, I, I, I was glad when they asked me to go to the house of the Lord. Do you love coming to church? Don't answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm only a pastor. I'm, you know, I'm only flesh and blood. You know, sometimes I get very discouraged. But I pray that you would do it, not because of me or anything, but this is the house of God. This is the house of God. Would you come happily? We can meet. What a blessing it is to meet here in this place. What a blessing it is to meet together. Amen. To do life together. So, so go to homes happily. Go to prayer meeting happily. Go to church happily. Amen. Don't just go happily to lunch after church. I know that one, everybody's happy. But no, come on. Come to church. Don't just get excited to watch the latest movie at the cinema. No, get excited to church. Amen. Oh, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. You know, happy. Come happily when people say, come to church. Amen. And this can sound counterintuitive, but, but after you confess, happily receive God's grace. Confession is not just a, confession is an exchange. You know, God turns our mourning into dancing, our sorrow into joy. After our honest confession, it should turn our sorrow into joy and begin to go like, God, I know I'm a mess up, but I'm so glad that you love me not because of what I've done, but because of what you've done. Not because I am any good, but because you value me. God, I'm so happy to have you in my life. God, I'm so happy to have, to, to, to have you understand. God, I'm so happy that, that you paid the price. God, I'm so happy. And when you begin to, uh, happiness helps you to appreciate. And when you begin to appreciate, you won't take God for granted. Amen? Amen. Sometimes we, we need that. We need that change of mindset. And of course, begin to look at God's Word happily. Amen? Don't see it as a chore. See it as a, as, as a joy. See it as something to look forward to. It will initially come very weird, like, oh, look forward to reading the Bible. Uh, and it might start initially. Trust me. It started for me as, as a discipline, like, you must do this. And I go, like, I need this. <laughs> Without this, I cannot fight my battles. So I, I, I initially approach it because I'm like, I'm sick and tired of, of, of just living this double life. No claiming to know Jesus but walk in darkness like what we read today. God, I'm sick and tired. I don't think you deserve this. God, I don't want this. This is not your plan for my life. And so I begin to see I need this. I need new memory to wipe away the old memory. I, I, I need a spiritual food to fight my spiritual battles. Do you know that temptation and different struggles, whether you struggle with self-control, whether you struggle with, with, with uh, money or power, you know, we're, we're always in a state of wrestling or rebelling in these areas. You know, Jesus was tempted, in, you know, turn this stone to bread, self-control. You know, jump down from here and God will catch you, power. And bow down and I will give all these things to you, money. So, so don't say that you're not tempted by those things because if Jesus was being 
you know, tested with those things, we will be tested too. And, and what we need to understand is that our spiritual battles is, is that it is spiritual. A lot of us here, let me put it in another word, we wrestle with insecurity. At the root of every sin and every temptation is insecurity. When Eve was tempted, she was tempted with insecurity. Oh, if you eat of this, you will be like God. In other words, you right now, second class. You right now, God's withholding. You right now, you know, you're not that secure. Your position's not that secure. You're not that loved. You're not that trusted. You're not that great. We, we, we wrestle with insecurity or another word, fear. Fear. And, and if you think that medication will help you fight your fear, sorry. Because the Bible also says that it is a spirit of fear. And so a lot of us, we want to fight spiritual battles, but we're not feeding ourselves spiritual food. If you only eat once a week, you will be weak. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but <laughs> it must be the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, you gotta, so that's how I started. Okay, coming back. That's how I started. I said, God, I need you. So I was like, let me, let me eat. Let me, let, me just, you know, let me just sit at the feet of Jesus and download and download and download and then find myself going like, wow, God, this is helping. Wow, God, you know, I'm feeding myself. Oh, I have more. I can resist. <laughs> I can resist now. I can resist now. And now it's no longer, I don't do it to resist. I do it because it's my... It's my special time with God. It's, it's, it's my special time with God. We all have a special time, don't we? Most of our times, our special time with our phone. <laughs> After a long day, I don't know. You know, you go, I just want to unwind with a good book. So we have a special time with our book. We have a special time with our favorite video game. We have a special time with our favorite Netflix show. We have a special time with food. We have a special... No, we all have that, that thing that we medicate our pain with. But friends, God doesn't want you to medicate with a poor substitution. Nothing replaces His Word. And I, I begin to go like, God, oh, so good, so good. And I begin to, to just, you know, feed myself. Now, it, it's something that I, I love doing. And I pray that you will See, you will approach God's commands with happiness. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you want us to overcome. And God, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy that, that, that chases after us. God, I thank you that, Lord, your, your word says that, that when we fall, all we need to do is to confess and you are faithful and just because you did it all for us. You did it all for us. And God, I thank you, Lord, that your word is so honest with our struggles. So God, today, we don't want to dwell with the reality of our struggles. We don't want to say that, oh yeah, everybody struggles, so I struggle, so I'll keep struggling. No, God, we want to overcome. Because while you, you, you state that we all struggle, you also invite us to overcome. And so, God, I just want to pray for my precious brothers and sisters here today. Whatever they're going through, whether it's an issue of self-control, whether it's money, whether it's power, ego, pride, 
whether it's fear or insecurity, whatever that we're wrestling with, whatever that we are rebelling, whatever that we're struggling to surrender, whatever that we have made an idol out of, God, right now, I pray. I pray for their freedom. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will fill them afresh again. For my brothers and sisters who do know you, I pray that you'll fill them afresh. And God, Holy Spirit, I pray that you begin to convict them. Just as how the prodigal son was convicted to return to the Father, I pray that you will convict us. Not condemn us, but convict us of our need for you and the simple truth that, that our solution is found in you, Jesus. God, I pray that those that struggle with finding community in church will begin to let their walls come down and begin to open up. God, I pray that all of us will help each other, love each other, and connect with each other. God, we pray that church will reflect heaven where every tongue, tribe, every nation will be represented and everybody bowing down to our Saviour. God, I pray for a breakthrough in the area of, of even bringing our, our insecurities or pains to you. God, if there's anyone here that it knows that they are sinning against you, yet struggle to, to come clean, not to other people, but to you first and foremost, God, I pray that you would help them to stop running away. Lord, you would help them to stop running away, but to go to you go to you, our great physician, the only one who can heal us of our past and set us free from the addictions in our lives. God, I pray for a breakthrough in the area of our love for your word. Lord, help us to be disciplined, help us to be focused, but help us to understand that your word is not an obstacle. Your word is life itself. And Lord, we know you because of your word. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. So God, we pray, help us love your word. Help us to soak in your word. Uh, help us to, to get serious with your word. Lord, we can get so serious with our investments. We can get so serious with our football uh, games and matches. We can get serious with the movies we watch. Uh, we, we, we can fall into the rabbit hole of YouTube. And Lord, how can we not show your word greater honor? So God, I pray, give us a new heart. Give everyone here a new heart, a new desire. Help them, Lord, to love your word, to soak in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.